Hello and welcome back to Sitting in Jams. Today you're listening to episode 12 and today's topic is going to be all about social media. Of course, and we have to uh, lament the loss of one of our members just for this week, Callum. Uh, I can't remember what he's doing actually, but it's a shame he's that he won't... does to, to teach. Oh, well. He's got lesson booked in. Yeah, man, it's got to be done. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting conversation. We've had this one on our, uh, on our list of topics for such a while to talk about, and we just never have really gotten around to it. But it also seems like the kind of question that we continue to get asked by people. Um, at least I know that I do privately um, and also any, any kind of like story sort of thing as well. It always seems to pop up as a question. But you know what, let's, uh, before we dive into the deep stuff, why don't we talk about how you and I know each other as well? Because it ties quite nicely into some of the positives around social media. <laughs> yeah, Jack sent me a message asking for photos of my feet on Instagram. And that's, that's how it started, right? I mean, you sent them, so good healthy relationship <laughs> right there. No, I remember quite well, actually. Because, I don't know, You always there's always like someone who followed someone first. I don't remember what happened, but... I think we just got chatting, like, just, hey man, what uh, what pedal are you using or something? What strings do you use? Yeah, you're asking and we me just about got my strings. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And then, I think about a year and a half or two years went by, and then you told me you were going to be in Scotland, and we met up, and I feel like that was quite a definitive, that was the mark of, like, our friendship has really started. Yeah, that is true as well. It's um, it's really funny. Do you know, I was thinking about it the other day. It must have been, I must have known you since about 2017 now, maybe. Wow. Which is kind of, it's kind of wild. I mean. Nine, ten, yeah, because I've probably been on Instagram since about 2015 or something. Mm. Wow. I think it's about that. But yeah, do you know, it's, it's funny as well. If um, I know you, the listener, won't know this. But Reese and I are shooting this on uh, on Valentine's Day today, so it seems like a very appropriate conversation right now. I just thought I'd drop that <laughs> in. <laughs> but yeah, and you know, it gets us talking about this um, this subject of social media as well. And although I'm sure you know behind the scenes, you and I have had a bit of a, a uh, back and forth and a tirade of, of of criticisms as well. Let's talk about social media, of which I know that we'll probably get onto. I think it'd be really interesting just to talk about some of the positives about it as well, and like why. It's not going to go away. That's that's the case. Um, so it's about really living with it and about trying to kind of find a, a, a way to balance social media as a creative, mm. as a musician, whatever it is that, that, that you are, because it's really here for it's here to stay. It's here for the future as well. But yeah, yep. on that topic of like how we how we met as well, it's 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 one of the things that I absolutely value about about social media as well. I've met quite a lot of people through here um, through the metaverse and then met them in the meat space. Um, and that's an ongoing joke right there. Just about the opposite of metaverse is meat space. And I find that hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been, for me at least, uh, one of the great things about it has just been being able to translate uh, connections that you have online to people in person. And not just, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. business or students or session work or that kind of thing, but really um, talking to individuals who pretty much either live completely different lives and experiences to you or people that are very much in the same boat as you as well. It's It's been a really great tool for that kind of thing. Um, and you're right, we must have got talking about some kind of nerdy music thing. Like, yeah, something like that and, and, and kicked it off that way. But 
yeah, it just is. It's now kind of just a day to day. I wake up to that good morning text, go to sleep to that good night text. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that the beautiful thing about social media is how it can bring us all together. And I also really value that. I think I got started on social media around the second year of my or the first year of my degree, I think it might have been, which was a lot. It feels like a long time ago now. And when I say started on social media, I mean, started trying to establish me as a guitar player on social media. I tried YouTube when I was in high school, but it didn't work out. And yeah, I started using Instagram and I found Instagram was it was good because I could just post at the time like a 30 second clip and it was very short and contained. I didn't have to polish it up too much. It was just your phone. It was very low, uh, low effort, really. But it was a good place to start documenting my progress. And that's why I ultimately started to use Instagram. Good place just to use as a practice journal, so to speak. And if you scroll back through my thousand odd posts, you'll find the, the beginnings of it all. And I think I managed to delete most of the, the drunk photos that I'd posted previous to that. Um, but you'll probably find a few if you scroll back far enough. There's, <laughs> there's a challenge for you. Send it in to sit it in. What is your favorite 2015 post from Reese? And it's you hanging from a light. Like a lamp post, probably that would be the thumbnail for this video as well. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the relationships that I have developed because of that platform, Instagrams, I can't even put into words how profound I think they've been. I managed to start my career because of Instagram, I guess, because when I was in uni, I started teaching online. I had more students in America than I had even taught in the UK at that point because I just started teaching and suddenly all these people on the internet want lessons from me. And I realized that there was a bit of a, I guess, a business opportunity in it. And I thought, oh, cool, let me pursue this for a bit while studying full time. And I found that, yeah, it was a good way to, I guess, get new students. But more than that, be part of this community, which is the worldwide music community. You know, I got speaking to people. I remember speaking to Sam from Pickup Music before he even knew what Pickup Music was, and he was just posting uh, Joe Pass covers pretty much on his Instagram video, fifteen second clips only. And yeah, just oh, I, it's just it's really amazing. So <laughs> if you listen to the rest of this episode and we're just talking crap about social media. We absolutely don't mean it like that. We both love it, but there's a lot of stuff that you have to balance. I think that's the, you know, that's the really interesting point. You raised two, two uh, topics in there that I think we could absolutely you know, go forever on, but two specific topics that I think are really interesting. is If, if people don't know as well, um, Reese, perhaps you can go into like greater depth on this as well. You were actually one of the very first people to kind of catch the crest of the wave of what like, what social media and, and musicians as well were, were, were going to be in that and what we kind of know now is like um ah what do you even call it i hate the term viral guitarist because that's not really it but in some ways it's like it's it's sort of accurate but mm. you know we we are sort of that first generation of people who have found that as much as you know social media is a lot of fun and it can be great to kind of meet people as well you're right it's all about really for 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 us being able to kind of develop professional working relationships as well whether it's student bases and that kind of thing and we you end up finding that it's a really useful tool for self-marketing as well which is which is great 
And it's funny, although we like to hypothesize that there's a way to understand it and, and you know, play to the algorithm and that kind of thing. There's really nothing like um, establishing kind of human connection and things as well. And so in some ways you are one of the, the trailblazers, along with Sam, as you mentioned as well, for, for, for what, you know, the social media space with, with, with musicians really means today. Yeah. And the thing to realize is that it's completely different to what used to be. I know that makes me sound like an old person, like, oh, I remember mm. when this was all fields. But really, it was a completely different space when it first started. And I think, I don't think I could have achieved the, I don't know, the su success that I have achieved if I hadn't started at that time. I really think I, I had a shot because I got in so early. It's so saturated now and it's a completely different game. You have to think about so much more. When I first started, it was, I remember getting a camera for the first time. Nobody was using a camera to make Instagram videos. I remember using one and that was enough to like propel sort of my reach and my following at that time, like by, I don't know, a thousand decks or something like that. And that was like a tiny detail. Nowadays, you're expected to do every single video in super high quality, great audio. But back then, it was just so easy to make subtle changes. And the effect of that was much, much bigger. Nowadays, it's tough. And if you're starting out, um, yeah, it's just a completely different world from what it used to be. Uh, you know, you again, you touch on something that I think is really, really interesting to talk about as well. We talk about it as well. I saw um, I saw a comment somewhere. I can't remember whether it was on whether it was on Reddit or it was something that I'd read somewhere else. And it was talking about uh, that the soul has really been lost from the fact that everybody posts in this high quality fashion, which, you know, we're also sort of guilty of in a way of, of, of feeling that, you know, you lose a little bit of the soul of what, what, what goes on uh, in social media or just in the content that you post. But this comment was essentially saying, you know, back when people didn't really know what the space was, there were all these kind of like low quality, very, very raw videos that would would pop up and surface and go viral. Um, and even if there were like live clips of concerts or there were just kind of like funny videos or whatever, it still showcased the the rawness of what content was before all of that as well. And I think what you what you said, which is quite nice as well, is that Instagram was that in early days, you know, when when and this is like 2013, 14, 15, those kind of years when you could just post a, you know, a grainy potato photo or, or, or video of you playing. Um, I don't know, there wasn't that expectation that there should be a massive production behind it or that it has to look a certain way or that the, the goal is to target audiences. And in some ways, I don't know, maybe this is my feelings, maybe this is me getting older about it. Um, I sort of feel that the soul has sort of been lost behind a lot of what content really is anymore. That even whether it's games or it's it's music or it's it's I don't know videos that kind of thing there's been a bit of a, a loss of, of of the soul of those things and the, and the enjoyment of them in some ways and that we we value things like you know TikTok is a great example because it rewards is not really the word that I'm going for but it's the only one I can sort of grab but it rewards this rawness which which people kind of you know um enjoy and this was the case with Vine as well it's a case with with Instagram and it's very early early days um, where it didn't really matter what it was that you were you were doing it was as long as it was you know um, genuine I suppose which it's not to say that high quality content isn't genuine but typically there's a lot of work behind the scenes to the stuff that you see um, 
that yeah people people really look at it differently yeah social instagram particularly i was set up to i think help people capture that raw moment and i listened to a great interview with the founder of instagram and he was talking about now i'm paraphrasing here apologies if it's not absolutely correct but he's talking about the added filters to instagram as a way of almost making the photos look worse in a way it's like oh we'll slap this filter on it because it looks even more raw and like do you know what i mean which is kind of weird but i don't think that people use instagram like that nowadays at least the majority of people don't because there's a whole production line behind the one minute video you put you jamming over a backing track whereas before it used to be yeah, the platform was set up to encourage people just to take snaps and upload it and be quite raw. And I guess they've maybe tried to bring some of that back in with the story feature, which uh, I I enjoy because I can just put a photo up of uh, where I'm at or what I'm eating or whatever, and I can do that kind of content if I want to. Whereas when I put out a video now, I could have spent, I mean, I could have spent hours editing a video potentially or recording it. And that's just... It, the end result is so different from what it used to be. And I personally don't like the way things are right now because it means that as a musician, if I want anybody to see my stuff, it's almost like the music can't come first. It needs to be like the video. Like I, I got a super fancy camera uh, really to try and work on making social media content. And I sort of think back to how dumb that is in some ways well you uh, say dumb but really like i know what you mean as well because unfortunately like it's something that i've i've done myself as well recently just trying to up the general production value what i put out and there's something satisfying about doing it but then i also think about the work that goes on to do it and i think man this is um it's kind of sad that i can't put something up that's just kind of raw and genuine. It's me, you know, it's like a video of my knees or something, but I'm playing a <laughs> chorus of a blues or whatever. It's kind of sad that the only way that people really pick up on things is by how it looks. And it's unfortunate that nobody will listen to it if they can't see it, mm-hmm. which in some ways, like we can lament that for, you know, however long and say, well, it's a shame that media is doing this and blah, blah, blah. And we want to keep it genuine and only, you know, release or audio just get files. on with it and play with the, but this is it. This is what like this is what we live with now. And so yep. you, you kind of have to take some level of inspiration and interest in it anyway, I suppose. Um, yeah. I mean, I would like to go back on that and say, like, hmm. I, I don't really mean that it's dumb. I just think that at a certain point, I find it really, really hard. And I'm currently going through that process again of thinking, how do I want to use social media? Because I don't actually know at this point what I want to do with it. I thought about quitting it for a while and just not doing it and then maybe something will come up and be like maybe that's how i'll use it um i'm a fan of distancing but i don't know i just think about how i don't want to be a videographer and if i want to do social media then i kind of have to do that however when i get into editing a video like if i make a lesson video and there's like several angles in that it's kind of fun like i do quite enjoy it and i edit all the social media stuff for sitting in and i do enjoy that process but i think for me there's a little bit of a unbalancedness about how much work I feel I put into something and what comes back. I remember when I was first doing social media, it was easy just to make a video and 
I don't know, it was, people were more engaged with it naturally, probably because the space was a lot smaller, but now that the space is so big, you know, I could put hours into making something and maybe I post it at the wrong time of the day, or maybe it's just not content that people want to see, which is fair enough. And it just, it's a flop. But I guess that's just the process of being an artist. You just got to keep shooting at the target and eventually you will, you will hit it, but it might take years. I just feel that right now, I'm not even sure what the target is. I'm just so lost in the, the ocean of social media and I, I'm just swimming and I'm like, I don't know if I want to go that way or that way. It's eh. In some ways, I feel like that was always the plan with social media in some ways. Like we literally just live in media surplus. I mean, and, and I think all of us have experienced this either to a degree or perhaps, you know, you're, you're listening and you're experiencing it right now. Whereas we, we feel, um, what's it called? Yeah, I suppose just fatigue, just general consumer fatigue, where you just, everything that you see is just, it's a reiteration of a reiteration of a reiteration. But I do also think that there is a conversation around what different social media channels represent as well, because my big belief, and this might be contentious, I don't know, it's just personal thoughts here. I typically think that when we're thinking about content for Instagram, it's a completely different beast to YouTube. And not just because that when you're on YouTube, you're more likely to be a, um, you're, you're more likely to be interested in kind of watching longer form content or, you know, varying quality content, but more just in how content is actually distributed as well, which I think is important. Because I look at stuff that's, that's on YouTube. I still discover videos that when I look at them, it's like, oh, this is seven years old. But this, the, and this is the truth, unfortunately, with um, Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter is, that all of those social media sites pretty much value what's happening um, in 30 seconds from now, in, you know, just a minute ago, uh, perhaps a day if you're lucky. But most of the time, as soon as content clicks over into like two days old, it's pretty much lost. And it is a bit of a shame. I'm sure people will realize this as well. Whenever you post something, wait a week, wait a month even, and you start to realize there's absolutely no engagement. There's nobody looking at it. And it's a shame because... I've started to realize actually that the content shouldn't really have to have anything to do with age or like how, when it was posted or whatever, because YouTube is sort of kind of the museum for all of those things. And we, you can post something and people are kind of still responding to it years later. And, and I know that as well, because I watch stuff that's, um, that's recommended to me from, from years ago. And I look at it and go, oh man, this is great. Like I saw a Scott Henderson video, right? The other day. Um, and it's like, it's a video from like 19... 98 or something or 2004 that, oh. that you know that 1998 kind of, or 2000 yeah you, you know it's that kind of era where Back in the people days. are sort of using potato phones but they're also distrusting of the internet so they're not really using it um but there's this video of him backstage at one of his shows and he's talking about playing fifths he's, he's talking about just kind of like this fifth slick that he'd, he'd he'd been writing um and the video was like 15 years old or something but you look at it and you go man there's so much there's so much interest in it. Like the quality's bad, but like yeah. the information is, br I mean, Scott Henderson, of course, the information's great. Yeah. Um, but you look at it and you go, man, that's the, that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Like there's something interesting in there and there's still people kind of commenting saying, you know, man, it was great to find this. I'm glad that blah, blah, blah. But I look at it and go, that's not the case with most other um, social media platforms. And that's where there's a real, um, I think, growing concern with like, well, what's the longevity of, of what it is mm. that you're doing? I I would disagree in the sense of saying that I don't think your point is contentious at all. I think it's probably how most people feel. Now, potentially, 
there is a little bit of a conflict, let's say, in my perceived idea how I might want to use social media based on how I used it in the past. And I think my process right now is having to learn to adjust. And maybe, I'm, I mean, we've spoken about this quite a lot, maybe even on other episodes, but maybe my way of getting through this hump and maybe anybody else who feels the same as us is we got to just start posting like we used to on social media, on Instagram. I mean, like professionally, I'm not going to just start posting photos of my lunch because that's what I used to do on Twitter when I was a kid. You know what I mean? It's like, just let's lo-fi it all and make it fun again. Because if everybody started doing that, I think it would feel like much more fun place. For example, I really love Lyle Brewer, Lyle Brewer's social media because it is so raw. It's like he sticks his phone on, here's a lick, or he'll post a photo of... It's all very casual, and I like that. Whereas I feel like I've got this expectation of... Or this level that I have to meet in my content where it's like, everything needs to be super high quality. Like, I made a video the other day with my camera, and it looked all great and sounded great. And then I looked at it the next day, and I was like, I don't really like that. So I posted it on my story. And when I think back to, like, the work that went into that one-minute jam over a blues or something like that, and then I just put into like two 15 second videos on my story. It's like, I don't think that's the way we should be using social media. I think you got to capture the raw essence of it all. And at least Instagram, sorry. Your point is that YouTube is a different beast. And, you know, maybe, maybe I've got to draw a line in the sand between YouTube and Instagram and say, all right, maybe the bigger project, the lesson, that kind of content. Let's actually try and take YouTube serious for a bit. And just have fun with Instagram, taking short snaps on my phone and so on. So anyway, my point is that I don't think your point is contentious. I think it's the reality. And unfortunately, Instagram particularly is sitting in a place right now where I think it's trying to contend with YouTube in terms of the quality. But it seems to be the case that YouTube is always going to have more longevity. You know, I'm sure whoever's listening to this right now has watched a video of a concert from 10 years ago on YouTube. Man, there's like videos that got uploaded, obviously not at the time, but like Jimi Hendrix playing Woodstock, you know what I mean? Obviously it never got uploaded at that time, but in 2000 someone uploaded it. And, you know, 2000 was quite a while ago now, you know? But that video is still kicking about. And yeah, it's Jimi Hendrix, but there's so much more longevity in it. Um, yeah, you're very right. I think there's also the reality that we have to contend with, which is that like it or not, as a musician now, the greatest marketing tool that you have is, is, is social media. It just is. It's like you were saying about the fact that most of your students for, for a time were in America. And this, that's still the case with me as well. Like the majority of my students, I've never even met in person. And, you know, I don't, um, I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. But I have also realized that, you know, how you put yourself out there as, as a guitarist or as an educator or whatever, it's all part of just the self-branding that you sort of have to do. And, you know, we think of self-branding in, in terms of we, we celebrate it when it's like somebody releasing a record or we, we celebrate it when it's like a live show or whether it's, you know, whatever. And I think the unfortunate thing, and this is, again, this is going back to the reality of self-branding or self-promotion, is that it's everything that you post online as well. In the same way that, you know, you're talking about Lau Brewer as well, who I, I also really admire. I think he's a brilliant guitarist, but I also think, and perhaps he doesn't feel like this. I'd love to know if you're listening, Lyle. Um, 
the way that we perceive Lau's content is that he um, is very blasé, I suppose, about how he posts it. But it's it's genu- genuine and it's got a soul and it, and it feels like you're being invited into somebody's life, not just like the persona that they're trying to build. So as a result, you get this very sort of real world musician, which is which is great. And I think it's something that all of us want to do, but it takes a certain kind of courage because you know that, as you were saying, like as soon as you go down the path of like, well, I'm going to make sure that this angle is right and the lighting is right, that you end up drawing perhaps it's a certain crowd or it's an expectation or that kind of thing. And I think the really hard thing for musicians is actually knowing that as a musician or as an artist in general, you shouldn't have to succumb to the expectation of your audience. You shouldn't. Because if they are your true, genuine audience and, you know, they respond to you in the way that you would actually like them to, then it shouldn't matter the quality that you post in or the content or the style or whatever. But it is very interesting. It gets me thinking about this, right? I was thinking about this the other day and it's funny, like I've just I just found the note as well on my phone. Um, social media promotes the diversity of content. But the interesting thing is that content is not a diverse form of art. Content is one type of art that we now know, whether it's the real or the, the one minute video or the whatever, just the video in general is a type of content. That's not a diversity of an art form. Diversity of an art form might be, you know, a live performance. Um, I don't know, it could be an album. It could be any of those kind of things, but like a video where everything is sort of you know, micromanaged. It's not a, I know we're not, we're not really kind of reinventing the wheel so much there, but um. Yeah, just one thing that makes me think of that. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's I have such a it's not necessarily a love-hate relationship with social media. It's more of a I don't know. Like teething problems with the way the the new age social media is used. I don't quite think I've adapted. However, there have been moments where I have and it's felt quite good, but then I've just sort of left it for a while i think we should get into a little bit of tips for using social media as a musician you know maybe we can share our top couple tips let's just say um let's do a back and forth usually we'll do like here's reese then jack and then well callum r.i.p <laughs> callum's editing this right now i hope you're having a great day man um all right i'll start i think I think you should not take yourself too seriously. You know, just like say what you want to say and don't worry too much about if it meets the expectation of, or not even the expectation, but like the level of, you know, that YouTuber that you watch. It's like, just just do your thing and get out there. I think there's a lot to be said for just putting content out into the world and learning to be content with releasing it. Even if it's just a photo of your guitar, like if that feels like a big deal to you, fine, acknowledge that. But it's really important to let it out, I think. And the more you get used to letting the content out, the easier it should get to just start putting stuff out and distancing yourself from it, which I think is a really healthy thing to do. Right off the back of that, then I would say um, value engagement over anything that you do. And I don't mean engagement in terms of the numbers but see that there is a human person in the meat space um, behind every account that's there. So try to value, you know, their conversation, their, you know, startup conversation as well, I suppose, in general. But I would say it, 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 
value the um the engagement of person to person contact more than anything else because I think the thing I've realized is that if you are genuine in actually wanting to connect with people, um, trying to kind of get things across, your self-branding will take care of itself because people will start seeing that you're interested in people to begin with. Um, but yeah, it's why. Like I, I always try to kind of encourage people to respond to stories or to strike up conversation or give me their ideas on things because more than anything, more than a like or a follower or whatever, um, I think the most important thing is that you have people around you that can share ideas or critique your ideas as well, which is cool. Um, but yeah, value engagement. Great. All right. I like how this is working because I feel like whatever I'm going to say, you're going to get something from and then it'll change what you're going to say. So I never planned this, but off of the back of that, I would say social media is a starting point. And Jack and I, like our relationship is a great example of that. You know, we sort of got in contact through social media and the stars aligned and we managed to meet in person and i think that was really in the meat start space off in the meat space yes not in the meta space um and that was the start of i think something a lot more genuine than just a dm and another example of that is i had the opportunity to travel to boston and new york in 2018 now and i got to meet all these people that i'd been speaking to on social media that was kind of my my pilgrimage so to speak and i went and met all these amazing people and we had genuine connections not that you can't have genuine connections on social media you can but try and see social media as the starting point for potentially i don't know more i don't know in-person engagement potentially so i would say mm, i like that okay um this one, I think is quite important. I'm saying it to myself, but um, if this has any value to anybody listening, then great. Um, if you are a musician who really takes your self-branding and your social media just in, in stride and you find it important, but you also find that it's, it's hard to get inspired or perhaps you, know, you get stuck in a rut with things as well, try to monitor... Um, I'm looking down at my phone here so I get the exact quote right. Um, Try to monitor how you actually consume media as well. Um, and I'm saying that because I think we have in general lost a lot of control around how to listen to things and how to choose what we like. I sort of feel that we don't really react to things anymore, not in the true sense, not in the free will sense that social, social media really sort of had before, you know, algorithms and choices and whatever kind of started. I I sort of feel that we everything is kind of being provided to us rather than us sort of reacting and 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 specifically going to find things and and actually be explorative. So I would say that try to monitor how you're consuming things and just know as well because I do this as well. Social media in general at the moment it's just it's not inspiring to play. It's not I just, I don't know. I, maybe it's just the stuff I'm watching is just not inspiring. But I find that that's a good cue for me to just not be on social media, just not be looking at it. Sure, keep up engagement and that kind of thing. But for me, just turning notifications off and, and, and just really limiting my use of it, I've actually found more reason to be at the instrument. And that's really just through policing my own um, consummation, really, of not consummation. It's not the right word. <laughs> Consumption. Consumption. That's the one. Consummation. That's I hilarious. Like that. Cool. All right. Maybe we can do one more each. Mm -hmm. I would say my last one, by no means the most important, but I would say observe and monitor your reaction to 
statistics. I think if you start feeling that something you put out isn't of value or is creative enough or good enough or whatever other word you want to use to describe it based on numbers, then you, uh, you've got to step back, I think, and just think about why are you actually using social media? And this is something that I struggle with. I've struggled with a lot. And yeah, try not to set up expectations as to, well, I used this angle and that performed well once. So maybe it'll perform well now with this new flashy lick or guitar that I'm using. It's like, it just doesn't really work like that. And I mean, there are certain marketing tactics you can use to gather data from previous success and then try and use it for the future. But um, yeah, I don't think history repeats. Maybe it rhymes. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, hmm. I'm racking my brain here. <laughs> Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. No, I do have one, actually. Um, I think this is kind of more tailored towards artists and, and writers, composers, that sort of thing. Knowing that... Be conscious that sometimes it might be the medium that you're using that doesn't serve your art rather than the art serving your medium. Because I think one thing that is... Absolutely true. I've talked about this with a couple people as well, and hence why it's kind of spinning around in, um, no, the meat spaces. Nah, never mind. <laughs> Trying to use another meat space metaphor, and it's not, um, it's not really working. Your meathead. But yeah, exactly. Um, no, no, that 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 some some art just simply do, simply doesn't translate to social media in general. It just it doesn't. Um, whether the general vibe of what it is that you're trying to do or put across just doesn't work. You can't get, perhaps you're looking for shock factor or you're looking for, I don't know, whatever it may be, some kind of reaction from people or you're, 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 you're just kind of trying to get a message across. I think about it like this. Why is it that authors, you know, they don't, they don't post a, a 3,000 page story or something with all of their, their work so you could go through the story pretty much how you'd use a Kindle? Because just in general, the art doesn't, it's not, it's not served particularly well by social media. I mean, also, it's hard to monetize a, a story. And perhaps, therefore, it's a little bit of a clunky metaphor there. But the point sort of being that, that, that we have to realize that although we see pretty much everything that we could ever imagine, we can discover whatever we could ever imagine, really, um, that there's a lot of art that still exists way beyond the boundaries that, that social media sets for it as well. And I think that's really important to just keep in mind as well, that it might be that say your post doesn't do well or whatever or you know you you can't find a way of trimming down your 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 clip so that it fits into a, a great looking snippet or reel or whatever have a conversation with yourself and say actually does the platform serve the art because if the answer is no you've got to value the art higher than that and put it somewhere that it actually means something that's gold i think we should have started the episode just with that <laughs> very well put jack it makes me think as well about bands that I've played with who actually weren't even doing that much on social media, but somehow were playing festivals and like big gigs just because they, they got their name around, right? Mm. Huh. A lot of food for thought. I'm, I'm going to try and put some of it into effect. And I hope that you, mm. if you're listening, found this episode to be useful. And let us know, are you struggling with social media? How do you, how do you make it work? 
because I don't think uh, we have the answers. I don't think anybody really does. But I think together we can come up with some idea how we can use it uh, productively and in a way that doesn't get in the way of us creating what we really want to create. And yeah, on that note, we are going to close off today's episode. If you would like to support us, you can buy us a coffee. As you can see, my coffee cup is empty right now, which is a shame. And if you'd like to fill it, you can check out the link in the description. And as always, if you want to support us by getting some merch, you can do that again via the link in the description. And if you don't want to do any of that, that's totally fine. But share it with someone you think who might enjoy this. And we will see you next week for another episode. Cheers.